0: The Critical Myth. I'm John, your host, and tonight we have... Uh, Edmund from Washington Heights. Uh,
1: Since you have this Olympic-sized hole in your schedule, I figured uh, I should stick around and uh, see if I could maybe fill some of that.
2: And this is uh, Gary from Jacksonville. I guess I'll be accepting the bronze medal this evening as third in line. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honor just to be here,
0: yes. Yes, there we go. Ah, we are... once again a trio which is always good to hear always good to have you here Edmund and yes as you mentioned uh, we have a little bit less on our schedules than we typically would so in fact we are covering essentially um, the bulk of February (laughs) in in our episodic discussion this week but before we do all of that we're of course going to catch up on what we've done in the last couple weeks but uh, before we do any of that Edmund why don't you go ahead and give us a general disclaimer.
1: Uh, as uh, we prefer to do uh, when we talk about these things, we will talk about uh, anything we feel like. So uh, there's a possibility that uh, if you haven't seen these things or read these things or uh, or viewed these things in whatever manner you do, um, we might spoil you about them.
0: That's right. And actually, we have a couple, at least a couple movies that we want to cover this week. And there's one that's kind of big and the other one that is kind of been out there for a little while but has also gotten critical acclaim uh but before we do any of that I guess um uh, Gary how about you have you uh been watching any other TV than what's on our list lately uh <laughs>
2: let me think um <sighs> I've been uh Rewatching, uh well geez it's kind of boring but i've been rewatching um star wars actually from the be- from episode one <laughs> I, I was going to say the beginning but that wouldn't be quite mm. true and as far as i'm concerned so um, i've been watching it with my daughter and we've been analyzing and once again we we've still come to the conclusion that anakin is a tool regardless of whether he, he's wearing black or not
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh yeah how has that been going as far as uh, the rewatch, are you? Are, 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 how far have you gotten into it? Have you finished the entire cycle, or are you just? Uh, uh,
2: we ha- we are just uh, we just finished um, Empire, and so we're moving into Return of the Jedi. Um, ah. Now, interestingly enough, um, being uh, the old man that I am, I have um, several viewing choices. I have the VHS tape from when it originally came out. Wow! <laughs> uh, I have the first version of the dvd i have the special edition i have the blu-ray and i feel like uh what's his name agent j from um men in black i also have it in the new edition i now have mm. it completely digital as well <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm i i've yet to decide which one uh to watch we did watch um a new hope actually on the original uh cbs vhs uh <laughs> Uh, a little grainier than I remembered, but um, <laughs> definitely uh, worth uh, seeing the original version. And um, while well, honestly, they make a big deal of the whole uh, Han shot first thing. That scene go goes by so awfully fast. It's hard to really notice it one way or the other in, in the uh, in all the hecticness of the bar. So we uh, <laughs> uh, uh, were you watching it at my doorstep. So what's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain the whole semantics and the thought of thought of what this says about Han Solo's character and how they tried to, you know, basically revise him to being much better than he actually is or was. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a depth that's lost, I suppose, nowadays. But, um, but yeah, Remember so... When uh, that was
0: the biggest complaint that Star Wars fans had?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old days, yeah.
0: Mm, uh-huh.
2: So, um... The but, yeah, old so, days so, of the Republic. So I'm debating which version of um, uh, Return to Watch. So we shall see. Um, my personal favorite would probably is probably going to be the first um, the first version of the DVDs that came out because I just really don't I don't appreciate seeing um, uh, Anakin as a young guy. Mm. I prefer to when the, when it comes up at the end there. I prefer to see him as the uh, older gentleman. So uh, well,
0: that we really. remember seeing in the movie theater.
2: So. Yes, so that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm leaning towards. Well, I'll I'll have to update you as we actually get to it. I might be just ultra lazy and just put it on uh, digital because I don't want to pull out the DVD. <laughs> but we did just invest in a spiffy, brand new Sony DVD player that does 4K. If only I had a 4K TV. But darn it, I, it does 4 Hey, hey. One day, maybe I can dream.
1: Th- thinking ahead there.
2: Yes, that's my. Right. Uh, my PS3 bit the dust, and while I still might buy another one at some point, I really found it clumsy to watch DVDs with, so uh, so I went to a straight player.
0: So. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I actually agree with you on that. It really wasn't the most ideal uh, physical media player, uh, even if it was at the time kind of the best option or a, good, or a great option for Blu-ray. But yeah well i said oh, that's great i can get a game game machine and a blu-ray player in the same
2: package win-win but i, I found it not to be the case it was uh it's, it was very cumbersome and uh the failure rate on dvds uh, just was exponential as far as reading them on on the ps3 so uh, it was Man. frustrating hmm. yes
0: never found that but huh, you never know all right well edmund how about you have you been watching any other tv other than what has been on our list here
1: uh, yeah, actually, I, I realized uh, there was a, yet another German series on Netflix that I didn't mention uh, last time. Um, there's uh, this series called Dark, um, which is uh, has is more of a science fiction theme. Um, there is a time travel element, uh, which uh, I won't say anything about because I don't feel like spoiling people. Um, and it's a twist that mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, does work best when uh, when it does come at you uh, in in the course of the show. Um, but uh, it uh, is is very well done, um, very ah. Uh, uh, lot, lot, lots of interesting twists, and uh, and I believe, I mean, it's been getting lots of buzz. I've I've been trying to figure out. Uh, I I think it has been um, renewed for a second series, which uh, is good, since ah uh, given given where they ended it. Uh, we I really do want to know where 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 it's going, um and uh, but uh, you know I I, I think uh, given the popularity it, uh, that 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 renewal is uh, v- virtually in the bag if it if if it hasn't uh, been announced yet.
0: Hmm. I had heard some good things about that show, so I may have to check it out myself at some point. Although people people uh, have
1: been referring to it as sort of the 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 German Stranger Things or Stranger Things for adults because there 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 are uh, the uh teenagers involved, but uh, they're, they're their parents uh are uh you know, are certainly the 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 major characters as well. Um however, not having seen Stranger Things, I can't really tell you how how, how well it compares. <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to do a bit of a uh comparison, I guess there. But we'll we'll have to leave that to another day. Uh, right, so let's see. What did I catch up on? Uh, not as much as I had hoped I would. I'll just leave it at that. I've gotten exactly two episodes into Altered Carbon.
1: Ah and yes, uh, actually that yeah that's the other one where I I am actually almost done. Um, I think I've got two episodes to go, uh, but uh, I did go ahead and, f- and finish the book first. And uh, it's uh, they they they've done a rather good adaptation. I mean there, there are certain things they've streamlined and characters they've left out or molded into other characters. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, i uh, is uh, I'm I'm finding it to be up you know the, not not quite at the uh, the the sort of extraordinary world building level of the Expanse, but uh, but certainly a a, a very worthy end. Um, in, uh, you know, in our, our, our science fiction universe right now.
0: Now, it's funny you mentioned The Expanse. <laughs> I'm going to move over to books for a very short period of time here. I finished reading Iron Gold, which was book four in the Red Rising um, series, and a very good book. I still recommend that series greatly. I then moved over to Rebel Rising, the Star Wars novel about Jin Erso, which yeah. I liked quite a bit. Uh, I actually think I liked that better than some parts of um, of Catalyst, because... Yes,
2: yeah, I thought it was an improvement, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I I liked Catalyst fine, it's just that I found that what I was really looking for at some point was the explanation of what happened between, you know, <laughs> Jin being a little girl, and then what happened at the prison camp. And so, of course, this was the story of that. And I actually, the book that I think that this beat, hands down, was Ahsoka, which I thought didn't go into the kind of detail that I was hoping that it would, and yeah, that these seemed to do much better at.
2: Yeah, I agree. It actually felt like you connected with the character, where with, uh, with Ahsoka, it was almost just like, almost like sort of a narrator saying, okay, now what happened in the past was this, as opposed to actually seeing it happen, and yeah, yeah. I, I felt much more in touch with uh, Jin than uh, Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, and you definitely get the sense of tragedy in that character as well, which I liked a lot. But since then, I've moved on to the fourth book in the Expanse series. Um, I don't know exactly how to pronounce the first word. Is it Tribola or Cibola Burn?
1: Uh, I always I always went with Tribola, but mm-hmm.
0: that's what kind of comes to mind when you see the word. Um, I'm about, I would say, a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. Especially with business travel lately, that's a great book to take on the airplane.
1: Oh sure, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah uh flight goes by very quickly that way um yeah, enjoying it greatly. I think I actually like this book more than I did the third book, and uh yeah, it starts introducing some extremely interesting circumstances and yeah, yeah now now of course ha- ha-
1: having having gone through the whole series to date uh, remind me is is Tribola the uh um the uh planet colonization novel
0: uh yeah new Terra slash yes
1: okay yeah. mm-hmm yeah. That. Yeah. That one. Yeah. The, the. The. That was the one where. Where I. I know. I. I really started wondering. It's like. Okay. Is the TV series really going to be able to get here or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm uh, guessing
0: no. Um. I'm thinking the TV series will probably end at the end of the third book. But. Um, that's what. I, that's what I've been figuring as well. Yeah. There is such an obvious breaking off point. Um. But in the book right now, I'm at the point where Holden is basically saying, "We're all leaving right now. Now. Yes. <laughs> that's not much of a spoiler unless people have read the book. Uh, And and, and needless to say,
1: complications ensue. (laughs) Yes, of
0: course. Um, I did like one exchange, however. The fans of The Expanse uh, would understand this absolutely, where uh, Amos turns to to Holden at one point and says, We're learning from our mistakes now? This is a thing we do? (laughs) (laughs) No, of course not. All right, well, let's see. That's what I've been reading. Uh, how about you, Gary? Uh, let's see. What have I been reading lately? I've been um,
2: reperusing my uh, Star Trek technical manual, the old school one. Um, after, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but after the Enterprise appeared somewhere, I was sort of curious to look at old specifications, and so I was uh, going through that for a while. Um, any other books that I've um, been hitting on lately? Ch-ch-ch-ch. No, that's about it at the moment. I went through a big run of books, and now I'm sort of off of them for a little while. Hmm. I'll have, have
0: to build up again. Fair enough, fair enough. How about you, Edmund?
1: Um, well, I have been uh, continuing with uh, the Alter Chrome series. It is actually uh, three books that he's written, or at least so far. Um, and uh, yeah, cause actually, as I was getting to the, the later episodes of... Uh, of um, altered carbon, it uh, it uh, there there was stuff that that um, you know I couldn't quite tell if, if it was stuff they were changing from the first book or there's a I think there's a chance they may have been doing some of the stuff the Expanse TV series has been doing and maybe folding in some of the background for Takeshi from possibly the the second or third book. So I uh, guess I will find out soon enough. Um, and uh, on uh, on uh, the 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 non-genre side of things, um, I think I'd mentioned the the Bernie Gunther books that uh, I had. Been reading about the uh, uh, German private uh, policeman and then Private Eye um, uh, operating uh, between the between the wars in Berlin and uh, during the, during World War Two. So, uh, sort of charting the rise of uh, Nazi Germany and what what it was like to live there um, as someone who didn't necessarily support the party. <laughs> um, he, and uh, that uh, the, that series um, sort of started started getting very formulaic. Um, the the writer had done uh, the first three many years ago, and then he's done like another eight of them, you know, all in like the last five or six years. So, I mean, it's very, very much, become, I think, become a cash cow for the writer. So being uh, having gotten interested in that period, uh, I've also started now the um, Alan First books, um, the Night Soldiers series is also about uh, this is more on the spy end of things um but i've i've uh, heard about him for years as uh, you know sort of somebody um w- w- worthy of being compared to le carré um and certainly from what i've been reading in the in the first book which is called night soldiers um it uh, he he definitely holds up and uh, some some very, intre- very very interesting historical stuff about uh, in uh, the protagonist in that first one is a eastern european young man who uh, gets roped into the uh, into the soviet intelligence service and in, uh, this is back in the in the 20s um so that's a uh, you know, it's a, It seems to be my thing at the moment, uh, investigating uh, between the wars and uh, how uh, how you adjust to uh, authoritarian regimes. Can't imagine why i would be thinking along I, those yeah, lines.
2: Yeah. But. Why hmm. would that be? It just yeah, seems hmm. so out of place uh, nowadays. Yes, yes. Really yeah,
0: age. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, I guess from there uh, to other regimes, um, and other forms of commentary about regimes there was a new Marvel movie recently. Perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> we made a little bit of box office news lately by basically breaking records left and right. And of course, we're talking about Black Panther. And uh, I'm sorry, Gary, I know that you haven't been able to see it yet, but... Um,
2: uh, I'll just stick my fingers forward? in my ears and hum. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. A good <laughs> la, 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 la. Mm. Now, go go ahead, guys. I, uh, I have a rough idea of how the plot goes, so go for it.
0: Well... Edmund I mean you you've seen it I know so just general thoughts what did you think
2: um,
1: I uh, I really enjoyed it um, I mean it uh, I mean certainly just on you know the, this this whole concept of uh, you know the all, all of the the uh, press and commentary about, uh, you know, can, can a, uh, black superhero, you know, actually, uh, you know, actually, um, be successful in, you know, in, at the box office, um, it, uh, you know, it, it's been very gratifying to see it, uh, you know, to see it, uh, smashing all these records and, uh, and not because it's the, the token black superhero, because it's, uh, you know, I think it is a, a very, very well done film. Um, and, uh, and certainly, and it is refreshing I mean, to have, you know, no, no, not, not just this virtually all African, African-American cast, um but also the, the role of all the women surrounding t'challa um, it uh, you know it is it is a a very fresh take on uh, on 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 the marvel superheroes um, and uh, and i find it interesting that uh, i mean both uh, um this film and also uh, what they were doing in uh, in Luke Cage on the uh, you know on the Netflix you know TV side of things um of making films that are um very socially relevant you I know mean, films or series um but uh, but keeping them entertaining and keeping them true to the the comic history so you know I'm not I'm not the the huge expert on on these things but certainly seems to be a uh, you know staying uh, sticking um be close to uh, to the, de- the development of the characters in the books, um, but uh, you know about injecting. Um, you know these these modern sensibilities and attitudes um, into them. Um, I think one one of the issues I I have with this is more just my general issue with all of these superhero movies. Now is this need to have the the big climactic third act um, battle slugfest between everybody. Um, i I'm, I'm I would really love one of these films to. I mean, especially since so much of the of, of this storyline was about this succession and Killmonger coming in and challenging T'Challa's success um if if they would actually do you know say somebody would make take the radical step of having a film where it is more Mono, mono mono battles and not feeling this need to have huge groups of people rushing at each other or huge groups of you know or groups of superheroes, um, smashing at each other, um, and uh, and I re- and, uh, I realized I think when we when uh, last year talking about Wonder Woman, um, that was actually my 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 biggest disappointment in that movie, especially with David Thewlis coming in playing the villain, um, and I thought it would have it would have been really interesting to have, him. Be the god of war who realizes, no, I don't need to manifest that way. I can just stay behind the scenes and manipulate all these silly humans into doing the destruction for me. Um, and uh, and I think uh, you know certainly you know so, you know something some, you know something similar could could have gone on here, but uh, um, but certainly the, the 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 film itself I just I, I had a, a, a very enjoyable time, um, and uh, and also uh, like them subverting uh, sort of some of the uh, you know appropriating some of the James Bond themes in the in the South Korean section um, you know from the casino to the car chase uh, you know except it's being done by black people and female warriors, <laughs> and uh, um, it was. Just you know, I think it's it's a it's a marvelous film and deserves all all the success that it's getting.
0: I definitely agree. I think that the um, the third act does suffer a little bit from the the need to kind of live up to superhero expectations, if you will. Um, At the same time, I think that this is uh, (laughs) it's a little bit ironic because there are people who would say that you know the Thor films are probably some of the weaker of the Marvel films and yet this feels like it could have easily been rewritten somewhat and kind of been a you know in that same vein because there's so much mythological aspects to this and this sense of deep history and advanced technology that actually kind of draws this very interesting parallel when you think about it with the Asgardians and Um, you know, which culture on Earth actually comes closest to perhaps challenging their authority, and it's actually the Wakandans. It's it's not even close to, like, what Stark would probably think. Um, And that's one thing that I really liked as well, is that this movie has a really deep sense of identity, and the Wakandan culture is pretty well drawn out. Um, At the same time, it does feel, um, like I said, like some kind of very deeply rooted mythology that is playing out almost like this was essentially a, a Wakandan myth that was rewritten into modern times. You get that sense to it. And that really, I think lends a lot of the, uh, the truth, I guess you could say within the film and the sense of, of, as I said, identity more than anything. Uh, And it just doesn't try to overly connect to the MCU either. It's very obviously part of that world, but it doesn't try to bring in, you know, oh, hey, let's just have Tony Stark here for no reason, or hey, it's, you know, Steve Rogers or anything like that. It tells its own story in its own corner of the world. It's connected to Civil War for obvious reasons, but at the same time, it is really just concerned with explaining who Black Panther is, his motivations. The motivations of his allies, and therefore perhaps where he will stand or uh, contribute when it comes to Infinity War. So I think that as, an, as a kind of side story, this actually really succeeds on a number of levels.
1: Yeah, I was very happy about that as well. And I'm sure it was it was deliberate on Ryan Coogler's part, uh, you know, since he both co-wrote and directed um, that uh, I I think they they very much wanted to avoid having that uh, that that token white superhero showing up, Um, you know, certainly, you know, you know, as uh, Tony Stark has has tended to do in some of the other MCU movies um, and and really keep it focused on, uh, you know, on, as as you say, establishing this with his Wakandan culture and uh you know and setting um and uh you know and and yes they do uh, you know, yeah well, well, of course one of the, the the funniest things I saw I saw posted on Facebook was somebody mentioning that, you know of course you know I mean, you do have Martin Freeman as this CIA agent who, who uh shows up and uh um and Andy circus as uh the the guy who you think is going to be the big bad um until he gets uh unceremoniously uh shunted aside by killmonger um but uh, but somebody did did post that they were the tolkien white guys in the movie,
0: hmm <laughs> <And>, uh, <but, laughs> well, uh, you know, well played, well played. Um, but, uh, but, that joke, uh, that's, they, that's a
2: real little joke there, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make some kind of comment about size and uh, and Ross, but anyhow.
1: Yes um but uh yeah and, you know and, uh, and and certainly i mean that whole thing, you know martin freeman's character is you know i mean yes he does have a you know a, a critical role to play towards the end um you know he's not he's not completely completely sidelined um you know but uh, but definitely the, the the focus was was absolutely on um you know on the 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 wakandan uh leaders and warriors um and uh you know and it it, it, it really was a a very nice nice bit of world building an introduction, um, and uh, you know, and certainly uh, given the success, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very interested to see where where they might take it with uh, with Black Panther 2. Since uh, you know, I, I don't think that's been officially on the schedule, but I think it's going to be going to be added in somewhere now.
0: Oh yeah, I, I expect an announcement any day now. The thing that I, 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 w- I was going to say uh, regarding, as you said, Tony Stark has a tendency to kind of uh, pop up everywhere, or, or one of the established uh, white superheroes, if you will, is that I appreciated the fact that they didn't have someone with that kind of stature come in, because then there would have been almost this sense of them stealing the spotlight, and that would have been an absolute error in this kind of story. Um, and of course, you know, knowing all of the background of folks that made the movie, it clearly was never going to happen. Uh, I'm I'm just glad that Marvel didn't try to shoehorn anyone too prominent in, because you can just imagine how that would have gone. Um, It just would have been impossible then for it not to have been some kind of commentary, unintentional or not. But this story was absolutely about T'Challa and everything that happened in Wakanda, fleshing out that culture in some really amazing ways, and also maybe kind of pointing towards... Some connections to the larger MCU, even while largely avoiding it. So, uh, you know, the, the uh, end of the movie, I think, actually kind of lends itself to perhaps some implications for Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the
1: the, <laughs> the, the 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 you mean not just the, the very 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 end of the movie?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, not 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 just the 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 uh, yeah the obvious connections, but rather the. Um, where everything kind of lands even in the first credits uh, or after credits or mid credit scene where it essentially is this kind of sea change in philosophy. And I think that that actually would be a really interesting place for them to go. Uh, especially since there's at least one infinity stone that still has not been identified. Just pointing that out people. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, this, I think, was a big success on a lot of levels. I enjoyed it. I literally saw it right before we <laughs> I got home to start recording tonight, so it's fresh in my mind about just how enjoyable it was. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to overemphasize it, but it is definitely the kind of film where you just kind of sit back and let the tale tell itself. It's definitely got some familiar themes to it, but at the same time, there is just this absolute sense of creative identity that it brings to the table that i think is uh, more than enough reason for it to be celebrated
1: yes definitely
0: speaking of creative endeavors here and surprising amount of critical acclaim i think that you guys have seen a movie recently gary why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce the second one that i know you guys wanted to talk about
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'll admit to being a little bit late in the game, and I at first uh, went to go fluff it off, and uh, my wife dragged me, not quite kicking and screaming, but hesitantly to go see it, and I'm so glad she did. Um, it really turned out to be a, an amazing movie. Uh, the movie I'm talking about um, is uh, The Shape of Water. Now, um, I really have to say that this, was, this movie's been uh, billed and trailered horribly because uh, the movie I saw was nothing like I was uh, – sort of uh, exposed to or hinted that it would be um i've heard everything from it was a cheap um creature from the blue lagoon ripoff to <laughs> a uh art house foreign love story <laughs> and um it was both that and very little of it at all um they the movie came together so nicely for me um yes was there a um water breathing creature of some sort yes was there a love story yeah there was was yeah. there um intrigue and spy craft and communists yes there was uh was there uh, uh was there uh you know a heart-wrenching story tucked all through the middle of this yes there was that too was where there twists, turns and even uh some things that i thought might happen that didn't yes those two so um this movie actually uh within the first five minutes really started to have me on the edge of edge of my seat it almost did play like a foreign movie because they made the bold choice to have the main character be a mute <laughs> so you know in in some ways and it's uh, sort of dark portrayal for a lot of its scenes reminded me of some french films i've seen uh where you'd have to wa- watch subtitles and i'll admit i looked one, down once or twice okay what'd she say oh wait she doesn't talk <laughs> but um um i i enjoyed it a lot i loved the uh, a few red herrings that i thought were placed into the film throughout it um the uh, characterization of not only the main character but the um, the uh, ancillary characters was extremely well done. And honestly, it, I mean, I, I say main character because it was obvious. But at the same point, they filled in uh, the background characters with so, with so much uh, detail and characterization that uh, I felt that I, they had had as much time, if not more, than the main character. Uh, so um, it was extremely well balanced. Um, the actors, um, what's it? Sh-
1: shanahan michael, uh, shannon. Shan- michael
2: shannon shannon oh my gosh um you know i'll admit that he was playing to type but at the same time he co- he continues to do that rough uh get your hands dirty type of a, p- a punch in the face will solve the problem type of character. And he just does it so well that, uh, well, I feel sad for him in some respects cause he's so typecast, uh, in this as a tough guy, he does it so damn good that, um, that it's a pleasure to watch him do it on screen. So, um, he was, he was a pleasure in and of himself as the, I guess you'd call him the uh, villain or the antagonist of the, uh, the movie. Um, it was just, um, it was it was it was just so enjoyable. I uh one of my uh, guidelines for a movie is do I look at my watch? <laughs> and I did not peek at the face of it anywhere near during this movie. Um it as I said, it took me about five minutes and after that, uh I was hooked to no pun intended. Um uh, now, Edmund, you had a chance to see this too, and when I saw the uh, the Russian spy aspect, I immediately thought of you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, although, um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, major kudos to Guillermo del, del Toro um, for this one, because I mean, this was, uh, I mean, I'm I'm ra- ra- rather amazed that uh, a, a project that obviously was uh, you know a, a a real labor of love and a passion project for him, um, and uh, you know, then the being able to make a movie where where he did just mash together all of these genres that he loves. Um, um, no, there. It's you know uh, the the creature from the black lagoon, and uh, you know, and the the communist paranoia, and uh, the you know, and then the spycraft, um, and uh, and this uh, this you know, the 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 love story between Sally Hawkins, I mean, who does give an, an extraordinary performance, um, as as this mute cleaning lady, um, but then the whole uh the the whole uh sort of uh impromptu team of Sally Hawkins and Richard Jenkins as her as her neighbor and Octavia Spencer as as her her colleague um, managing to to pull off the, this caper, basically, you know. So I mean, you have you know it's it's uh, prison breaks and love stories and and oh yeah, they happen to live above a, a, a above a old style movie house. So uh, <laughs> so uh, Guillermo gets to uh, play some some of his uh, favorite movies as as background and uh, counterpoint. Um, but uh, it, it's it, it's just a a, a marvelous ride, um, and uh, it's uh, it, it, it's been quite gratifying to. See to see, to see a a, a movie um, that uh, that that does push, I mean, uh, so many buttons for me. I mean, as uh, as you say, Gary. I mean, you know, there, there was as, as all these different different plot points started coming up. I mean, I, I was, you know, the. Um, you know, I think Mr. Del Toro and I had had some some some, some very similar similar experiences in terms of what we uh, what what we love to watch growing up, um, and uh, it was it was marvelous to see them uh, playing out on screen. Um, and now to see it uh, a film like this actually actually being recognized during the the awards season that uh, that, that is upon us. Um, and uh, I I actually uh, this is in this is a case where I didn't really see uh, the the trailers and uh, promotional stuff for this movie. Um, I mean I I just knew, um coming from del toro it, it, it was something i, I, I was going to, want to, to to want to see but uh, but uh, i am i am i'm am rather rather intrigued to hear that uh, that that uh, they uh they uh let's uh it sounds like uh masked some of its uh some of some of its obvious genre qualities um and uh but i, I, I wouldn't be surprised to uh to uh if, if, if they weren't doing that as much to uh make it a little bit more palatable for the uh, for for the award season cuz uh, as we know other than uh the uh, um Return of the King. Um, it is it is extremely difficult to uh, get uh, all of our our favorite genre stuff uh, recognition for the top awards. So uh, you know it's it, it's great to see see it so so well nominated, and uh, we we will just have to see how it actually does. Come the uh, the, the the big show. Well,
0: there are a lot of people who think it's kind of the dark horse the win, and that would be amazing. Um, well, Ed- I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I mean I just heard rave things about it. So you know, Edmund,
2: and you might have touched on it. It does in a sense, dip its uh, toe into so many different genres that it might be a hard movie to promote because which aspect of it do you focus on?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. I didn't consider that.
0: Now, I mean, it's even more extraordinary when you consider the fact, or perhaps this is you know, speaking to why they need to market it in a certain way in order for it to get due consideration, is that this is the same award season where the best film for animation did not include Your Name or A Silent Voice, Two incredibly strong contenders from the uh, the anime world, yep. and yet Boss Baby <laughs> is on the list. I'm just oh, going to point that it's out. It's often for those been said
2: who... to be a popularity contest, so you know it's. Mm.
0: A... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just maybe missed the hints of nuance in Boss Baby. <laughs> Um, in the yeah, well, well I thought well, I think unfortunately it points out that it
1: points up that uh if, if, if you're from Japan and you ain't out of studio Ghibli they uh, don't pay attention
0: <laughs> Well, both of those those movies actually got rave you know reviews, got plenty of awards over in Japan. It's just odd that when it came over here, <laughs> it might as well not exist, um especially compared to some of these big budget uh, American um, tour of the forces of animation um. Hey, it just kind of rankles because of course, you know, there has been kind of a renaissance of some of these films and, and uh, in recent years. Um, but what can you do? Um, I would love to see a movie like uh, shape of water, get the, um, get the, the win because it does touch on so many different genres. And what it does prove, I think is that, when you try and pin, pigeonhole some of these kinds of movies into a category you really do a, a lot of these movies a disservice um we we often say and i'm not saying that these are award you know academy award winning type of films but you can subcategorize a lot of the mcu films as other genres very easily uh you know winter soldier comes to mind almost immediately as a 70s conspiracy thriller so, absolutely yes And you know, a lot of them wear that those influences on their sleeves. So I think that there is a place for films to be seen as more than just their surface. And perhaps this is another one of those examples that may actually manage to get the recognition it deserves.
1: Yeah, and uh, and, oh, and one thing since. i I, uh, I realized that there, there was one performer i neglected to mention um but uh, but doug jones as the creature um this does seem to be his year with him uh oh, we uh, oh, okay. mm. uh, with, with both the creature in uh, shape of water and of course playing uh, uh Saru in uh, star trek discovery which i think we'll probably be covering next episode um yeah. but uh it's uh, it's very you know, he's, he's, he's kind of made it's been his his specialty of uh doing these uh being covered in latex and doing these various aliens and creatures and things Things, um, but uh, doing them very, very well. Um, and it's uh, nice to uh, have the, 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 the guy under, un, under all that stuff uh, getting some recognition.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he has been doing those kinds of roles for quite a while now. All right. Well, I think what we're going to go ahead and do is wrap this particular episode up. And when we come back next time, it will, of course, be three weeks worth of episode discussion. That's oh, not geez, we'll have to rush time. through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not so much. But until then.
3: And so ends another epic episode of The Critical Myth. If you want to leave a comment for this show, head over to vognetwork.com. Not only can you find links to the podcast version of each show, but there is a dedicated forum, a ton of written reviews and related articles by the crew throughout the site. For the written reviews, you can even leave your own review. So let us know if you agree or not. You can also leave comments on our Facebook page, Critical Myth, on Twitter at Critical Myth, or Google Plus under the Critical Myth Show. Any and all use of copyrighted material is only intended for discussion, commentary, parody, or educational purposes, in accordance with U.S. Code Title 17, also known as Fair Use. In other words, please don't sue us. And of course the statements and opinions of the Critical Myth crew are not necessarily those of the VOG network its partners or affiliates but let's face it we're probably right anyway until next time watch watch read read and listen and listen and believe and believe in the critical. in the critical myth